I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. What about you? Amen. I was so glad when they said it. I give honor today to the Lord most high. I give honor to God, Lord. I give honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just acknowledge and bless them. I give honor to our pastor, Pastor James, senior pastor James E. Churn Jr. I give honor to my husband, the great and wonderful evangelist, Alfred M. Fagans Jr. I give honor to our bishop. How could I not? Oh, Bishop Churn is in the house. I can feel the anointing, Bishop. We thank the Lord for you and your presence today. I give honor to the leadership of this great church, Pastors Posse, I give honor to each and every one of you, Lady D, Deacon Dixon, and Deacon Bobby Jr. in his absence, and our Deacon Tamika Teacher's pet. So many names we tagged onto her. So we thank the Lord for the anointed Lady of God today, and we thank the Lord for my uh, Giovanna and Zaina and Zuzu today. We thank the Lord for each and every one. Sister Lynn, hey, what's up? We thank the Lord for you, San for Sandy today. We just thank the Lord for each and every one of you today. And if there's any, Javanta, we thank the Lord for you, engineer. And we just thank the Lord uh, that we're all able to be together on the Zoom. And we were remembering about how we used to be on the the Skype, and now we've graduated to Zoom. Don't want, I don't even know what the next thing is going to be, but we thank the Lord that he made a way in the midst of the quarantine, in the midst of a COVID epidemic, that we could still come together and worship the Lord. Amen. And so we thank the Lord for that. So glad that you're here with us today, cuz Sandy. We're just so glad that all of you are here. And I'm hoping and praying that each and every one of you had an opportunity to get to read what pastor put out to each and every one of you about today's sermon because it consisted of several questions. And this sermon today is going to be all about you and me dialoguing together, amen? So we are going to have a very interactive worship experience today and I pray the Lord gives you what you need and I'm trusting that he will because you've been prayed for. And when we pray according to his will, we know we can have what we ask of him, amen? And so I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for pastor in the open door and for the way that agape's worship experience can flow that what's more important than anything isn't style it's what's more important is that we get the word for ourselves so i hope you brought your notebooks i hope you brought your pens and pencils because we say this is an interactive service and we write down things we take notes amen so i hope you brought your bible some of you still going with that electronic stuff but you know Amen. I like the printed page. I like the printed page. Amen. So I thank the Lord that he made a way, even when they're even in the electronics, for me to be before you today. And no, I'm not EF, but I'm related to EF. Amen. And so he was happy enough. He was um, uh, agreeable enough to let me just sit at his seat and to bring forth the word. And I pray that each and every one of you will be blessed. So the first thing I would like you to do is you're going to have to unmute yourselves because you're going to have to holler. And so I want to ask you the questions for those of you who did not look at the text. 
and this is the first you're hearing. And those of you who have, I want some responses here. So the question was, if you could have any superpower on earth, what would it be? Why would you want it? And what would you do with it? Anybody, everybody, who's going who gonna to be here? Who's going to tell me? What is your superpower that you would have if you could have any superpower on earth? And so while you're thinking, because, oh, I hear somebody. Who is it? Nobody. Uh, and oh. so, many, no, I was thinking about it. It's like so many I would have. Okay, I think, uh, I think I would have the superpower of song. Okay. I was going to say able to strength. I was going to say strength, but I was okay. First of all, if I have the superpower of song, it's going to be sound, and mm -hmm. sound is one of the most powerful weapons there is, because okay. with sound you can it, it can like destroy things, it can do all the things. But then I also would have the power to like lull people to sleep if I wanted to. I could, you know, have the power to like make them do things like which, which sound does. You can like, which I shouldn't say all this, but you can kind of control people with sound. You can do all kinds mm -hmm. of things with sound and with music. So I would be able to do all kinds of things and without them necessarily knowing it. So, so it, so I can do it subliminally, unconsciously, and so if I see somebody really acting crazy, then I could go doo, 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 and they'd be like, oh, I feel so much better. And they wouldn't even know why. So you would use it when people. Or I could use it as a destructive force. Like if I if I saw, you know, nukes coming or something, I could go boom, like sonic booms. You know, so basically like you would use it to control people, right? I'm using to it to control others. different things, of course. I'm using the Amen. power of sound and music. Amen. The power of, so your superpower would be sound it's and music. Sound. sound Anybody music. else? Oh, yes. Yes. What would be, okay, Bishop? I would fly. Ooh. I so your superpower would be to fly. Okay. And why do you want that superpower? It would allow me to travel and it would allow me, it would give me so much mobility. I mean, the, 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 the sky is not the limit. I could just go everywhere and anywhere and, and, and help people. Oh my goodness. Oh I think about goodness. people. Yes. Oh, will you help me move or whatever? I don't know if I have strength, even though I can fly. <laughs> Cause I was thinking I would like carry <laughs> things from one place to another, but since I didn't ask for strength, <laughs> I don't know what I can carry. Right, Bishop. There might be some way that I could help people, though I could fly. Maybe, you know, get messages, get to people in a hurry. But I would love to. I would love to fly. Amen. So Bishop's superpower would be to fly. Who else? I would have the superpower of self-discipline. All right. The superpower of self-discipline. What? Okay, so why would you want that, that one? Because then I could accomplish so much more in almost everything because if i was self-disciplined i could do more be more productive at work with my music with exercise i could accomplish all the things i wanted to accomplish that takes in everything okay, okay so how how would you use this yes you would use it to get things done 
Oh yeah, because even even you know you hear them say about the brain only uses a a, a a little bit of what all it can can do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have a thousand things going on in my mind that I want to do. Even when you sometimes you know your mouth can't get out everything that your brain. You know what I'm saying? If I could have self discipline, I could just I think function like a computer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. So go ahead. All right. Who else? I would have the power. Um, you're muted, so I'm the only one that heard you. Who else would have a superpower? Why Evangelist Vegas is unmuting? Amen. Um, I would I would have the the superpower to um make the world make the world stop right just for a moment. Control time. Yeah, no, yeah, to control time to the to the aspect of um giving every human being alive a clear concise opportunity to understand uh their existence as a human being in relationship to who God is and why they need Jesus that would make the world stop like where their focus is just on that personal interview with, with their heart and whether or not they want this or not and, and, and a clear opportunity to understand, help them challenge their ignorance of all the options and all the things God that, that is in the way for them really understanding what God was, what God really meant when he sent himself, he sent his son to come die for us. So that's, that's what I would do to get the world's attention, just to stop the world. Stop Bang. the world. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm unmuted now. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Vance. I would have the power of love. Mm-hmm. Power to to give love, to demonstrate love, so other people understand and begin to love. To even reach the the hard knocks, the the hardest person, the the person that's so angry, to touch them with a touch of love, and to bless them to experience the love. Like the love we we experienced when we first got saved, Amen. and to go. F- to to bless them with love, to help them to understand what love is. And we all know that Jesus loved us first, and to, and to have that power to break it down to to the angriest person and then to give them love so they can love each other i think in this world there's so so much violence if love was in it everybody would embrace everybody and began to love and stop killing stop oh yes oh yes have the power to give others love yes amen who else Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, I have a friend who said that, so touching. He said, I'm. Reverend Fagans is muted. Pastor G, you're muted. Pastor G is muted. I had to mute you because um the echo with EF. Unmute yourself, Pastor G. All right. I was I had a friend who said to me um she wants the power to read minds because then she can know what people get in their mind, know what they're feeling and be able to heal them and help them. 
But that's really two powers to be able to heal them. But she would know where they're hurting and be able to address it better. And I thought that was very, that gives you some other ideas. I, on the other hand, wanted to have the power to, uh, what was it I wanted to do? Oh, I wanted to have the power to be able to make things happen, to control my environment. So that if I'm driving in my car and somebody cuts me off, I can make something happen with their car in front of me so that I can keep it moving and that they can quote unquote learn their lessons so that I could just be in control of everything, which I recognize is not a good way to run the world. Amen. But that was what my superpower was to be able to control all the environment around me. What about you, Pastor? Senior Pastor, what would your superpower be? Oh, I think I would like to have a lot of strength. 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 Mm -hmm. And I would look out for those who could not help themselves, battle for them, um, and, 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 and that, that would be my purpose, mm -hmm. to be able to help um, somebody's, you know, in a fire or something, I have the strength to go in, go into the <laughs> house. Somebody... Mm -hmm. um, stuck under a car, Superman. I can lift it up. Yeah, I would like to have strength to be That's able to help others uh, when they can't help themselves. I love these Christians, the love, the strength to be able to stop time and tell people about the love of God, the sound of music to help heal people. Anybody else? What would be your, your superpowers? If you could have one, what would it be? Um, type I was in the process of typing because I thought you was going on. Um, my superpower would be to be the rescuer. To rescue. rescue. Mm -hmm. That's like me. To change that circumstance won't happen. Is held unwillingly in any any type of way, any shape, any form. Whether it be through um, you know how to hold people hostage or you know how they have some Christians in um, persecuting situations and stuff like that, and human trafficking and all that. Mm -hmm. and the, what what are they called? Something the girls, all the girls in Africa that they took. Are they yes? Had, I forget Kaboko around whatever it was called, but what stuff like that. Um, elderly who's being treated, snatch them away. From help, me. so help. See, I, if you and with me, we can change that circumstance. It won't happen. Right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. Amen. For them to be so that they can be like healed and get back to normal life and stuff like that. Get them back to normal life. This is beautiful. That's Who two. Else? That's two. Pastor <clears throat> G. My yes, word. This <laughs> Who was it? Zane? Who says? Pastor G, I'm over here traveling all around and all these wonderful people helping everybody. Well, I know, but you're helping around. too. Who else? Anybody else? Mine would be similar to Bishop OB. Um, trans, what is it called? Transporting? <laughs> she um, want to transport. Go yeah, ahead, I, I want to travel because um, I, I always had a goal of wanting to travel to like a million different places. But um, yes, I always... Yeah. 
but I, work was always in a way like I couldn't get off or uh, stuff was always in a way. So I could just transport myself to a different place for like a day or two and then transfer myself back for like work or any obligations I had. Mm. Um, you know, in a small period of time, I don't have to take like a 16 or 10 hour flight <laughs> and take up my, my, my vacation time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Zana and Bishop are both time or time. Well, would you just travel in space or would you travel through time? Mm. Well, Bishop is telling you, I don't mess with time travel. I don't like it. I'm, I'm where I <laughs> yeah, am. Yeah, I agree. No, yeah. <laughs> so you want to travel through space. Okay, I got yeah. you. Move from place to place. Amen. You anybody don't want to cut anybody off. Um, my uh might as well be to fly because I'm tired of driving and I ain't got no patience. <laughs> so if I could fly just to get to wherever I gotta go. And and I know this is the second one, and mine will be time travel. I just want to see like how things was in the past. Just if I could spend a day. One day in like the eighteen hundreds. One day, <laughs> like you one day you don't in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, one day in the eighties. One day in the seventies. Just to see how things was, and in the future, I wouldn't change nothing. No, I just want to see just to see how things are. Oh, so I can't travel with you because I'll be I'll be fixing them slave owners. Oh, yes, I would. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. So, um, um, so I have heard from everybody. So let's talk a little bit before we go on about what is a superpower. <clears throat> a superpower, according to the mighty Google, it refers to a special or extraordinary superhuman ability that is greater than what is considered normal. Now, um, Sister Sandy, I'm going to pick on you for a minute because you said you wanted the superpower of self-control. Well, there are seven types of power so effective that they're practically superpowers. And to have self-control, you would need persuasion, positivity, observation, decisiveness, deciding you're going to do it, modesty, tenacity, you're going to stick to it, and insight. Someone said reading is my superpower. And so they feel that they have it. But when I looked at a superpower, it's something that is beyond your physical control, super above. It's more than what you can possibly do on your own. Now, superpowers are typically displayed in science fiction characters as a key uh, attribute of a superhero, such as, say, Iron Man. And Bishop, what I wanted to ask you is, yes. what do you call Iron Man without his suit? Man, oops. Bishop, that's a, one of our favorite characters. Uh, you know, my Iron Man is in storage. Anyway. Um, <laughs> what do you call him without his suit? Um... I don't know. Tony Stark? Tony Stark? Stark naked. Oh, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> and so as you all know, I've had some kind of problems today with my, uh, the, the, the devil's a liar, but you all know that I've had some kind of problems today with the internet, with the, with the web and 
so forth and on, even trying to change to another computer. It said for some reason, while one computer is a, is on the attached to our Wi-Fi, the other one said the Wi-Fi is not on, it's disconnected. So it was just a mess. But let me just say, ask you this question while we're talking about it, Evangelist Fagans, and um, you can just yell it out because if, apparently there's feedback if both of us are talking at the same time. So my question is, where does Spider-Man hang out? Anybody know? I'm asking Evangelist Faden because that seems to be one of his people. Spider-Man, where does he hang out? Anybody? You? Wherever there's trouble. Wherever there's trouble. Anybody else? On the web. The world <laughs> web, of <laughs> So I need to ask him, get off my web because uh -uh. there seems to be a problem. She's sliding these in. She's so sliding anyway, in. The other question I wanted to ask you is, what would you say? You all said, if I had it, me indicating that you didn't have it. But my question is, what would you say if I told you that each of you already have the superpower of all superpowers, and it's just a matter of you activating it. Mm. What would you say? What is it? Yeah, that's what I would say. What is it? The I like that. I like that idea. I'm going to tell you. You all have it, and the Lord God wants us to unleash it, and that is the superpower is love. Mm -hmm. Did you know that I asked the mighty Google, what is the hardest command to obey in the Bible? And the mighty Google, who I don't know has accepted Christ. Siri didn't accept Christ. Alexa didn't accept Christ. <laughs> didn't accept Christ. But they had a nerve to say the hardest power is to love. Mm. If we were to look at Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy 5, that's where you get the, the Ten Commandments. And Bishop reminded us last week when the little smart alecky lawyer asked him, what is the greatest command? Jesus said, what? It is found in Matthew 22, 37 to 40. And you should be able to look at your notes because Bishop told us last week. Anybody? What did it say in Matthew 22, Bishop 37 to 40? That we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our might, and did our neighbor as ourselves. As ourselves. I'm going to ask my uh, professor. Professor, I want to know if that's true. So I'm going to ask you to corroborate Jesus' statement in 2 John 1, 6, because you know... John the Beloved was studying under Jesus, and he probably was there when Jesus was answering. What did he say in 2 John 1 6? Okay, 2 John 1 6. All right. He said, um, 2 John 1 6 in the NIV, he said, And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Hmm. There's that command in walking in love. Did you know that love is the hardest thing to obey? So why would hmm. I say that? What is love? Let's define love. All right. Let's just talk about it. 
So first I want to tell you what the Bible says about love. And that is found in 2 Corinthians 13. And if you have your Bible, you can turn to 2 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. And I'm just going to tell you a couple things about it. You, did you know that love is patient? Did you know that love is kind? Did you know that love does not envy? Now, track with me on this because we, we do this. Valentine's Day is coming up. We have weddings we've gone to. This is a very much used passage from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Did you know that love is not proud? Did you know that love does not behave itself inappropriately? Did you know that love does not seek its own way? Did you know that love is not provoked? Did you know that love takes no account of evil? None. Did you know that love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but love rejoices with the truth? Did you know that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things? Did you know that? And many of you will say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I want you to know something. When we look at this passage of love and what the Bible defines as love, we need to be aware of something. First and foremost, God is telling us he wants us to love. Jesus brought it home for us and said, this is the greatest commandment to love. God, we can be we can look at this and say, I need to be more patient with my spouse. I need to be more patient on my job. I need to be more patient when I'm wrongly done at the uh some some establishment, whether it be a restaurant or waiting in line or or even Rev G, Pastor G, driving when people are driving slowly or cutting you off or doing anything. But did you know that when we love? It means we're always that way. Now I'm gonna ask you not to answer me, but this is a rhetorical question. How many of us can look at this list and say, that's me. I do all those things. Might say I'm working on it with my spouse because the person that you're closest to, if you have children or a spouse or even a coworker that you spend most of your time with or a good friend that you might spend a lot of time with, you might think, I'm working on it with them. I'm, I'm going to not be so uh, impatient with them, like your children, or I'm not going to, um, when I get mad, I'm going, to, I'm going to control myself. But did you know that this walking in love is the way to be? It's not, it is not a thing, just a thing you do, although we're going to talk about the definition of love in a, just a minute, according to the English language and English grammar. But did you know that God has required us to be loved? Bishop gave us our word this year. And I'm duty bound when she gives the word to go a little deeper with it because God wants, has a certain aspect that he wants agape, we as agape members to get from it. And it's not the same old, same old church as usual. It isn't. We are a worship experience. It's not the same, uh, how can I put it, Christian walk as usual. I love everybody. Some people have said that because they feel so at peace with everyone. I just love everybody. I just love everybody. But I stop by to tell you, let them provoke you. Did you see that where it said love is not provoked? How many of us can raise our hand and say, and yep, mm -hmm. I do not get provoked. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't. 
See, that's love. So now the question came to me, did you know, first of all, uh, Professor and Lady D, because you like details, that's why I call on them. Did you know that in the King James Version, the word love is mentioned 310 times? Pastor, did you know that in the New King James Version, love is mentioned 361 times? But did you know that in the NIV, it's mentioned 551 times? Why do you think that is? Why do you think love is a running theme throughout it? I think it's because John 3.16, Bishop, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but will have everlasting life. So we talked about the fact that Jesus said we should love the Ten Commandments, said it, yes, it's the hardest thing for us to do. So my question was, why, Lord, is it the hardest thing to do? And I'm going to tell you in just a second, <clears throat> but I want to say one other thing first. Did you know that in Romans 13, 8 to 10, God said we are to owe no man anything but to love. So... What makes love a superpower? I want to say this first. The Bible says God is love. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. God is love. It doesn't say love is God. It says love is of God. And everyone that love is born of God and knows God. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Because you see, what makes love a superpower is the fact that it is humanly impossible in our fallen state to love. Did you know, Giovanna, mm -hmm. that when God created Adam and Eve, they had the capacity to love supernaturally before they took of the forbidden fruit. They had that capacity to love and they lived that way. They loved so, so much they didn't even notice that they were naked. They weren't stupid because they were in the image of God. But it just wasn't a thing. They hardly noticed it. But the minute they took up the fruit, they started blame shifting. They started hiding themselves, being sneaky, start covering up and being deceptive. And we have inherited that sin nature. We've inherited, so we don't have a capacity within our net and our sinful state to love. But when Jesus came, died on the cross, imparted, God loved us enough that he sent his only son, which is the essence of who he was in the form of his son to get inside of us first to pay the penalty for that fallen state. He put within each and every one of us the capacity to love. Did you know God's not going to ask you to do something that you can't do, but he'll always ask you to do something that you need his help to, to accomplish. Because if you didn't need his help, one of you was unnecessary. Amen. You can do it yourself. You don't need God. I, I can love. But I want to I stop by to tell you that 
what makes it a superpower besides the fact that it is humanly impossible in our fallen state is that in the English grammar, love, I want to ask you before I tell you, because I'm, and, and, and thank you, Evangelist Fagus, because he's on it. He knows his superpower. You have it within you. You have the superpower because I'm going to tie it up for you and you can track with me. But before I do, I want to ask you this. Is love a noun? What is love actually in the English grammar? What part of the English grammar is it? A it's noun a and a verb. It's a, it's a, a noun, noun and, and a verb. verb. What else yeah, is okay. it? How is it a noun? It is a thing. It's a thing. Okay. Person, place, a thing. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, it's a thing. Um, like he said, he is love. She is love. It's an emotion. So so I guess we couldn't Pastor G go Greek because it could be a noun or it could be a verb because love is a noun, agape, and then agapeo, what you do, I love. So it could be a noun, a thing, but it also could be a verb and actually what you show. For God so loved the world that he gave. Then we find God is love, person, place, or thing. It sounds like it could be an adjective too because it describes, describe, adjectives describe, right? That would be lovely. lovely. Oh, is that lovely? Well, I think it's a verb. Because love, yes, you can name it, you could identify it, but for it to be, it has to be in action to recognize that it's there. Professor, what you got? Uh, I would say, as far as it, it pertaining to a noun, it's it's, it's, it's a um, it's an essence. It's an entity. It's something that it's something that exists. You know, that's why I said it's an emotion. You know, it's an emotion, and uh, it's powerful. It's very powerful. Amen. It, and it belongs to it. Pastor G, I'm looking here. I'm looking at how there are tenses, like in speech, there are different tenses. Mm -hmm. Like active, middle, passive, passive was talking about Greek. I'm sorry. There's nothing inactive about love. It's not passive. It doesn't work if it's passive. But you know what? When we talked about God sending his son, someone would say something to the effect, now that's love. They're describing love. Ah, okay. Now, that would be a now. But now if I do something. I don't know. I'm I'm with Lady D. Go ahead. I think Lynn said in the in the chat, it's a verb. Um me and Lynn. Um I'm I'm going with both. It can be depending on it can be a noun and it could be a verb. Most times it's verbs, but in certain instances, I think it could be a noun. And as okay. Lady D said, an adjective. 
because you're a you could be a mean person or you could be a lovely person. Teacher's pet, you got that look on your face. You got the thinker, actually, the thinker stance. Hmm. I'm looking it up and um <laughs> oh you cheating. Yeah. Is that how you got to be the teacher? No, no, I had all the answers. I <laughs> said noun and verb, but I just wanted to hmm. check. And um she's a real teacher. <laughs> for one of the for one of the uh definitions it says a beloved person. Hmm. And then another one says an assurance of affection. Mm -hmm. And then this other one that got me was strong affection for another arising out of kinship that word kinship kind of stood out to me mm -hmm. personal ties i love those definitions in the english grammar it is an abstract noun it is a verb because i agree with you Bristol. but the reason that it's called an abstract noun is in 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 the way that in which we're we're learning about it and using it is because it isn't tangible or touchable. So what you said, uh, Deacon Tamika, it's not tangible or touchable. That makes it an abstract noun because we're talking about something that we can't touch. Because you know why? It's a superpower. And Bishop, you are right. I agree with you. I'll put it that way. Because in the Bible, I was hard pressed to find love as a noun other than the abstract version it's always doing but god so loved the world see i thought that meant agape that that meant he had this strong feeling for us and because he had this strong feeling for us he gave his son but did you know that wow. love was doing he was loving us he was verbing us he was doing an action every sentence has to have an action he loved the world we can stop there with the period but God loved the world. Where's the verb in that? Is it for? Is it God? Is it the world? See, a verb got to no. have an object. God was loving on us. He was verbing us. And then he went on to say he gave us. It's an abstract noun because it's not tangible. It is not something we can touch. But you know what? Each and every one of us can experience it and each and every one of us can cause others to experience it. So what I said to you was it is our superpower because it is intangible and because God said it is our superpower. How did he say it, Pastor G? Well, I'm going to ask somebody to tell me how he said it. I'm going to ask Deacon T to turn to 1 John 4, 7, and 8, while I'm going to ask Deacon Cain to turn to 2 Peter 1, 3, while I'm going to ask Bishop to turn to Galatians 5, 14. And then I'm going to ask Pastor to read John 14, verses 15 to 21. What did you say, Pastor G? 1 John 4, 7, and 8. Second Peter 1 3 Deacon King. Galatians 5 14 Bishop. And then John 14 15 to 21 Pastor. Who has first John 4 7 and 8?
He said First John four seven and eight. Yes, that was Deacon Kane. I asked Deacon. I mean, that was Deacon T. I asked Deacon Sorry, Kane. You're reading it, and I was on mute. I apologize. Second Peter one three is Deacon Kane. I'm sorry, I was on mute. Um, <laughs> First John four seven and eight. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because of God, because God is love. Who is God? Love. Um. God is love. It's a not, it's a verb. He's verbing. Let me say this right there before we go further. Did you know that if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you. You've never made a personal connection, commitment, invitation for the Lord Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, to invite him in. The Bible says you don't have love. You don't have the capacity to love. So what are we doing with people who don't know Jesus? They have wonderful, I'm going to use the, the eros, which is the... Uh, the sexual love, they have wonderful relationships or have children and they don't know the Lord and they love their children. You know what? They're in a state of a noun. They just have a feeling. They have a strong tie in that child or to that person. But the Bible says pure love, undefiled, is the love that God puts inside of us when he comes to live in us. That's your superpower, agape. Not just the capacity to say I have a strong affinity or an attachment to somebody, but it is because of the presence of Holy Spirit. You're welcome here. Come flood this place. Feel this atmosphere. You are the temple of the, we are the temple of the living God. And all I keep remembering and looking at is I have a replica, and we talked about it before, of the Ark of the Covenant. I was blessed to go and see the Ark of the Covenant in Lancaster. And did you know that the Holy of Holies, where God came, he came into a place. Do you know you are the Holy of Holies? Did you know that? That's why he, God says, purify and cleanse your temple you. because the Holy Spirit is in there. Holy Spirit is just that, holy, holy. But do we treat him like he's holy or just another person? Oh, now, come on now, holler to me because it's within the essence of the body of that is your superpower, is our superpower. Are we operating in our superpower or are we looking off thinking if only? If only I could fly, if only I could travel, if only I could control the circumstances around, if only I could do that. But your superpower enables you to do those things. Yes. If only I could love people. You got the superpower within already, but we got to activate it. God, let me just continue. I want you all to preach it to me because God's word stands for itself. It says that it's in us. Not only is it in us because of the Holy Spirit, but the Lagos is in us. What do you mean? Okay, somebody read to me. Uh, I think it's Deacon Cain. Read to me 2 Peter 1 3. 2 Peter 1 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. 
through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. What do I hear there, Gafe? What do you hear with that? His divine power has given us some things. Given us everything. Most things. Everything. Um, a few things. Everything. He's given us anything. Everything. Everything. God, they say everything. Everything. When you look in the mirror tonight, if you have one that you can look at now, I want you to say he's given me everything. He's given me everything. You have, we have the superpower. See, God told Bishop to tell us it's time to ignite. And I think that um, when, now you have to help me with this, Pastor and Lady D, but when Pastor gets on the freeway, he always wants his co-pilot, Lady D, to say something. What is it that you say, Pastor? Uh, I say um, atomic battery to power. She'll say <laughs> turbine to speed. And I'll say, let's move out. Let's move out. It's like you're getting that power. Am I right about it? Talk to me, Lady D. Am I right about it? And he's waiting for you to give the go ahead. We are clear to take off. Agape, you're clear to take off. <laughs> you're clear to take off. You got it in you. We've got the word in us. But let's continue. I'm getting excited. And you got to preach this thing to me. Who has Galatians 5.14? For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. What you saying to me there, Bishop? Talk to me. <laughs> I'm telling you that if you want to completely do or exemplify, says the law is fulfilled. Uh -huh. You want to keep what God wants you to keep. If you love your neighbor, you've done it. If Hallelujah. you love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah. What was that question? What was that question you asked us last week, Bishop? I where? don't. Oh, who is your neighbor? You said where? Where? Oh, where's the love? Where is the bishop? Here's the love. It's in us. Yeah. Ooh. Here's the love. It's in me. I want you all, you know, it's like Prego. It's in there. <laughs> Superpower is in there. I want oh, you to my. look in the mirror and I want you, when you get ready to go, Rev, I'm going to preach to myself right now. Pastor G, when you get ready to go out there with those kids, you don't know if they're going to give you a headbutt, a concussion. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen as you're getting in your car driving somewhere. You don't know what's going to happen. Who's going to walk up in your hair in your uh, barbershop and, and decide that, uh, look, and start some stuff because they off the street. I want you to look in the mirror before you step out and say it's in there. It's in there. Turbine the power. What is the bastard? Turbine the power speed. Atomic battery to power. Atomic battery to power. Turbines to speed. Turbines to speed. And ready then to you move step out. out. You're ready. You're ready because it's in there. You have the superpower. It's superhuman because of he that lives inside of you. Because the Bible says you have it in you. You have it in you from the written word. You have it in it from the Holy Spirit. Holy, holy me separate and apart. Can't be touched with anything. You have it in you. Oh, but you know what though, Rev G, Pastor G, you know what? 
the devil uses people. I'm not, I don't have anything against people, but it's how they're used by the devil. The Bible that I read, the word that's in you that's been fulfilled because of what Jesus did on the cross for God so loved the world that he gave his son, that, you know what? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater. You've got the power you got of you. One thing I want to let you know about that I always remember is um, when I was in college <clears throat> and had a restoration experience with the Lord and I belonged to a church under watch care and I joined the deliverance ministry and they have a, they had an extensive training and then the novice, which was me, the novices that just went to the classes would be with a seasoned person. And so one time, and I was scared of all that woo-woo devilly stuff, Agape. I was scared of it, Zaina. I was scared of it, Giovanna. And so I went there with her and this girl comes in and she's crying. And she said, I saw a guy get killed under my window and I can't sleep wow. at night. I can't think, I can't drink, I just can't. Because the pastor would have an altar call at the end of every sermon and those that needed deliverance when they went through and found out like you could sit on the first two rows or whatever Deke, and they would find out what your issue is, they would, you know, call these us deliverance ministers. And I was like nervous, but I wanted to do it. Yeah, I want to do it. Because I wanted to believe that, you know, these things really happen. I wanted to, to believe it. But I knew this young lady and she was fine, but she, she bust out crying and cooked crying. And so the woman who, the one who takes charge is the, is the senior one. And you sit there and you're kind of like prayerful and you're just observing, you know, you'll do whatever she tells you. But I observed it. And this is what I got. This is my takeaway from it, Pastor. He told the girl, first of all, there is in deliverance ministry, there are some things that has to happen. Like she told her, you know, sit with your feet straight on the floor. And the girl was just crying. She wasn't being weird or anything or, you know, like being like the exorcist or anything. She just was crying a lot. And she said, she took a box of tissues and she gave them, put them on her lap. And she just looked at her very calmly and said, in the name of Jesus, she looked in her eyes. She said, come out of her. And the girl cried the more. And she said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. The girl starts crying vehemently, just crying, crying. And all of a sudden, she said it a third time, in the name of Jesus, you come out of her right now. And the girl cried. And then she went, I feel so much better. And my takeaway was, it wasn't what the lady said. It wasn't her being magnificent. It was the name of Jesus. Now, let me ask you something. Who here does not have the name of Jesus? I need to see your hand. I don't have that. Because it's in there. Amen. In the name of Jesus, it's in there. It's in there. You have a superpower greater than flying, greater than that will help you through to the self-discipline greater than sound because the sounds that the anointing has on you, Lady D, is the superpower, all that you need through love. That's all that you need. Those of us that would should jump on the bandwagon with Sandy for the superpower of self-discipline, it's in there. It's in there. 
to help somebody else, Deacon Kane and, and Deacon Tamika. It's in there. Hallelujah. It's in there. To go where they are. God even said, I want you to go. He even said, he even signed it up. He said, I want you to go to visit the orphans and the widows because he wouldn't ask you to do it if he knew you couldn't. But he has already empowered you to do it. We have a witness in Acts when they were all together and Jesus said, stay there until he comes. They didn't know what they were looking for. They weren't looking in the sky waiting for probing tongues of fire to fall on them. They were just standing there. And that was the first time when Jesus left that it got in there. Amen? Amen? I can't hear you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. I need some pastor. What you got for me in John 14, 15 to 21? John Bring 14. us on home, pastor. John 14, verses 15 to 21. These are the words that are penned there. If you love me, keep my commandment, commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him <clears throat> or knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my father and you, excuse me, are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Now are we talking about a noun or a verb? Hallelujah. Agape? Pastor, you got anything else from which God, Pastor? Which God? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It just Hallelujah. coincides He's in us, and it's basically what you said, Pastor G. It's in us. Hallelujah. Know him. It's in us. And I think the word, I will not leave you as orphans. I don't know why it just stuck out to me when I read that. Because how many orphans do we have? Somebody who doesn't have anybody. Yet we have somebody who will not leave us hanging who loves us and um, okay, it's a verb, it's a noun, um, but I'm, 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 I'm really, this brings it home. It's in us. It's like Lego. It's in Hallelujah. And let me say this, Agape, hallelujah. Agape, has learning occurred today? Amen. I'm going to keep preaching to learning. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To sum it all up, to talk about a superhuman power, if you have the Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. in your life, it's in there. And the way that you ignite it is just what Pastor preached. 
God wants us to love him. He's not asking us to, and I, I'm guilty of this, to feel something. I remember the time when I said to the Lord, because my mother was so on fire for the Lord. I mean, her emotion, I mean, the way she praised the Lord and oh, she just was so excited. I, 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 I told um, Elder Price when we were younger, when we were little, I just don't love the Lord like that. I mean, I love him. <laughs> But I just don't, I don't feel it like that. I do love him, but I just don't, I'm not feeling it. And how many times do we use that word? Or we, is that a bandied about word? I'm not feeling that. Oh, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Like it's a feeling. Love is a feeling. So I have a right to feel it or not, but it's an action word. You know, the Lord is showing me and thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Lord, for this year. Love to love him is the first stop to loving others. Loving him. He wants us to pass it. Just read it in John 14, 15 to 21. And I encourage you to read that over and let that be a theme verse because God first loved us. And then he's wanting us to love him. How do we love him? We love him by, I'm going to use this word and it's been derogatory. I do God. And what is that? I fellowship with him. I read. It's not about a feeling. I fellowship with him because I just love him so much. And, uh, and we hear testimonies that make us feel like shirk back because I don't, I'm not feeling it like that. I mean, I read my Bible, but sometimes I don't know. <laughs> You're desperately seeking after him. I know that there was a book out that Evangelist Fagan had called God Chasers. And he carried that book around with him everywhere and was telling everybody about the God Chaser, the God Chaser. But the bottom line is that person who wrote the book, Evangelist Figures, I forget the author, but that person that wrote the book is talking like he was, I don't know if he was um, using David as his person or not, but the bottom line was he was desperately seeking him. When we read in the book of Psalm how David loved on God and all the things he said, it makes you feel like, I don't feel it like that. But did you know that as you love God and read his word and just be obedient, it's like he got something for you. It's no different. If you notice, there's a comparison by the strange woman. The strange woman isn't just a woman, although it is a woman to the son, but it's also those strange lords that pull us, those strange things that we are more attracted to, whether it's television, whether it's something else, but we're more attracted to that. That's the strange woman that says, come here, I got something for you. Well, God is saying, come here, I got something for you. Love me. And it goes on to say in Proverbs 31, she says, my tapestry, my husband is gone and I have beautiful tapestry and beautiful bed linen. Come on in. Well, Agape, I'll stop by and tell you that you have the superpower in you, but the strange woman is looking to lure you away from the Lord with all of the things that our internet can do, all the social media, all the things that it's telling us we need, all of that. It's the strange woman. But I stop by to tell you, your superpower is in there. And all you have to do is ignite it. How do we ignite it? By loving God. How do we love God? Spend a little time with him and stop waiting for the feeling. 
to come. All right, I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling. I don't. I just don't. Mm, I don't mean, the way Bishop goes on, I just can't do Bishop. I just, I just don't think I'm that saved. I've had people say I'm saved, but not like you. Huh. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's because I'm not feeling it. If we wait until we felt something, nothing would be done. Amen, Sister Sandy. That's why Amen. I can sit on her bench of undisciplined because I'm waiting to feel something. I'm waiting to feel motivated. Amen. God says, do it and do it now because it is in there. And guess what, Agape? As I close, I think we got the message. I want to remind you that did you know it all started with God? Did you know it all started with God creating man in his own image and woman in his own image? He created her out his side. It was still in his own image. And then when they messed up, the first man and woman messed up for all of the rest of us. And then the curse came on in death by sin. He made a way because he still wants to love on us. He still wants to do us. See, everything God has for beauty, the world makes for dirty until we don't, we're not knowing the difference. But did you know that is why it is such an egregious sin to use the Lord's name in vain. I look back at the Ten Commandments. I was looking at them. And do you know it is an egregious sin to use the Lord's name in vain? My God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Excuse me, Lord. I'm using it as an example. It is egregious sin. He is a holy God. And we're to use that word reverently. You're an awesome God. Oh, that's awesome. You look awesome today. Oh, girl, you awesome. Is it in there? Do they, are they talking about their superpower, the spirit of the Lord? Are they talking about the word? Are they talking about halagas? What are they talking about when they say you're awesome? There is, Paul, I believe Paul said it this way in Romans. In my flesh dwelleth what, pastor? No in my flesh dwelleth. No good thing. No good thing. Some good things. No good thing. Everything. No good thing. He said in this flesh, and he's talking about in the sinful nature of himself, dwelleth no good thing, but in his spirit. Hallelujah. He has a superpower. And agape, so do you. God so loved you, he gave his son to die on the cross for your sins. He verbed you. And so I want to encourage you. Pastor uh, Bishop told us, where's the love? It's in there. Let's go and let's start loving. Start first on God and then on others. Amen. Hallelujah.